So good to be with y'all here at Little Union. I got two things in opening remarks to say before we get into things. Uh, I just I just wanted to say I'm happy, thankful to be back with you. Y'all know I love you very much. You should know that. I keep coming back. Even when you don't invite me, I keep coming back. <clears throat> you can't get rid of me. I'm going to keep coming back because I love you, love being with you. We've had some experiences together over the years. And every time I walk in that door, I'm taken back about 20 years ago when I walked through that door, and things weren't so good here. <clears throat> it was pretty bad. So bad that the brother I was with, the preacher brother I was with, said, Dave, it's all on you. I have nothing to say to these folks. The Lord ever gave me liberty to preach. It was that night. It was all the Lord. I didn't know what I could tell you to give you comfort, but God did, and God knows. And God uh, knows what we have need of before we ask. I'm so thankful, happy, delighted that things are going so well for you. And may the Lord continue to bless that. Second thing I'd like to say is I fully support Brother Chris's efforts, what he's doing today. I think he's doing a very, very good thing. I think it was necessary for Brother Chris to be up there than over here. Uh, you know, I was his pastor there in Texas. I called for his ordination. It's all my fault. I, I called for it. <clears throat> I laid hands on the boy. <laughs> I even recommended him here, too. That's, uh, I have a lot to blame. But as a father to him, father figure, I'm very proud of him. Supposed to seek peace and ensue it. And I think those folks need to hear Brother Chris Krause this morning. I just trust that the Lord will bless him and that the Lord will bless me today. Now, I was wrestling with the Lord about what to preach to y'all today. I had a, a subject. But it's a subject uh, that I wouldn't ordinarily take on the road. <clears throat> One that I'd probably, well, I'd preach this at home. Wouldn't want to go several states away, preach on something very practical, what we would call a duty type message. That's all I couldn't, I tried real hard to get something, and then I kept coming back to this. The only thing that I can conclude is that I need it. I know that for sure. Now, I don't know what y'all's case is, but I know mine. So if I preach this sermon to anybody this morning, I know I'm preaching it to myself. I know one person needs to hear this. So this is found in Luke chapter 9, beginning in the 57th verse, Luke chapter 9 and verse 57. I'm going to read the whole passage that I've got on my mind, and then we'll see if the Lord will bless us. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. 
And Jesus said unto him, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. And he said to another, Follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead. But go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee. But let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. You see why my hesitation. This is some tough language here. Interesting, three people. He had a our Lord had a conversation with these three people. One of them said, "I will follow you." Just came up and volunteered, "I will follow you wherever you go." That sounds good. I like that. <clears throat> it almost sounds like the response the Lord gave is discouraging. Well, the foxes have hope. They got a place to live. The birds of the air, they got a place to live. But I don't even have a pillow to sleep on. I have nowhere. I have no home, no bed, no pillow, no possessions. That's what you're going to get if you follow me. Then he went to another and said, now you follow me. I thought he had a good excuse. He said, I, he didn't say. No, he, he said yes. But let me go bury my father. That sounds like a good excuse. Almost unfeeling what the response of our Lord, let the dead bury the dead. Another one, he comes up, he says, I'll follow you. But, let me go bid them goodbye. Let me go tell my family goodbye. He got the worst one, I think. You put your hand on the plow. You're plowing a row in the field. You look back, you're not fit. You're not fit. I think the import of all this is to show us how important a life with Christ ought to be to each believer. That it is the most important thing of all things. It's more important than your job, your marriage, your hobbies. It's more important than your feelings. That's what our Lord is teaching us here. And if you're called to the Lord's service, there's no excuse good enough not to go. No, there's no yes, but, or let me do something first. You go. I like to tell people, you feel a desire to come and 
join the old Baptist church. You ought to go, you ought to do it. I tell people when they join the church, I always tell them this. You've made the best decision of your life. I tell them that every time. Whether it's where I serve or if I'm at a meeting and they join, I tell them that. I go through that handshake, give them the right hand, and I say, you've made the best decision you've ever made. I mean that. I've made a lot of bad decisions in my life. I know I've made one right one. When I joined the old Baptist church, I joined when I was 15 years old. I wanted to when I was 10. I fought it for five years. That's five years of my life I'll never get back. I finally couldn't take it anymore. Glad I did. Never regretted it. That doesn't mean everything's been wonderful in my life. It doesn't mean everything in church has always been wonderful. Month after I joined Little Vine Primitive Baptist Church in Austin, Texas, they split right down the middle. <laughs> but I stayed where I thought was the truth. And the Lord took care of it. The church is larger than us. I've, never, I've, I've tried to never look back. Some of y'all have done it. Some of y'all come. Y'all are here today. That's the best decision you've made this week. You'll make this week. It's right where you're at right now. You're following the Lord. You're in the Lord's house. You may get a question answered that you've been wondering for years. You may get something told you that you've needed. There may be some comfort that you've been looking for. You're going to find it in the house of the Lord. But I see some more lessons in this than just getting our priorities straight. I see some more lessons just in the initial call. We get a gospel call, we come, we join. Minister call, well, we come, we start preaching. Things like that. The Lord gives us direction. We ought to follow it where the Spirit leads. But I think even in our, in our just... Right now, I've been a member of the church for over 50 years. I've been ordained to the ministry for 37 years. I see this lesson applying to me, too, right now, right now. Because what I desire, I don't want anything to get in my way of my Lord. I want a clear path and a clear vision. The brother was reading in Revelation. I love that scripture there in the first chapter when John says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Wonder where he was at when he felt the spirit on the Lord's day. He wasn't at Little Union Primitive Baptist Church. He wasn't at the Florida Fellowship meeting. He was on the island of Patmos, a penal colony. Basically, he was in jail for preaching the gospel. Banished, estranged from all his people, and yet, on Sunday, that's the Lord's day, he said, I was in the Spirit. And then he looked, and there was the Lord standing right there. 
Man. And that was just the beginning of it all. And the Lord Jesus Christ, through the Apostle John, on that barren island, gave him the revelation of himself. You want to know the key to understanding revelation? Is to read the first line of that book. The revelation of Jesus Christ unto the churches. That's the key to it. Every Bible I buy, I turn to Revelation, I cross out one thing. Where it says the revelation of St. John the Divine, I cross that out. That ain't right. The Bible gives the title of the book, The Revelation of Jesus Christ. And it's unto the churches. That's the key to understanding it. Well, that's what I want, <clears throat> whether I'm on an island of Patmos, whether I'm in the desert, whether I'm in a big city surrounded by thousands of people, whether I'm mired with life's problems or self-doubt, I want a revelation of Jesus Christ. So I need to go back and read these again. This can apply to every one of us here today. Now, I want to be able to say to my Lord Jesus Christ what that first man said. I want to say it and I want to mean it. Lord, starting off good, all right, Lord. I like that. People getting too friendly with the Lord, getting too chummy with the Lord these days. <clears throat> like he's some good old, good old boy. Oh, 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 buddy. Oh, 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 little pal. Will you help? I've been hearing prayers like that. It makes me mad. <laughs> Lord. Amen. That's who he is. He's not your buddy. He's your Lord. He's your Savior. Your Redeemer. He's your husband. He's your older brother. He's above us. Address him as such. Lord. I will follow thee. Good. Whithersoever thou goest. Good. That's a great statement. Wherever it goes. Whatever it costs. Something we need to remember though. In the statement of our Lord Jesus Christ. You're not in this. For the prestige. For the popularity. For career advancement. See nobody can accuse Dave Montgomery of covetousness. <clears throat> I work for the government and I preach for the old Baptist. <laughs> you can't accuse me of doing anything for money. <laughs> right? <clears throat> I wanted something. I wouldn't preach for the old Baptist. <laughs> I want something better than that. I want the truth. And I want the spirit of God. But don't get me wrong, my beloved. I like having money. I'm going to be honest. It comes in very handy. 
<clears throat> a lot I can say right now, but I'll, I'll, I'll move. I'll get back to the Bible. <clears throat> All right. I've known some folks that left the church because it didn't help their careers. And they got exactly what they wanted. And they ended up lonely and desperate. There are riches in this world that are worth more than the gold of Ophir. It's the love that I have with you, the love that we share. It's to be able to say, I feel the presence of the Lord. It's to say, I have walked with God today. It's to hear salvation by grace, unapologetically, with no ifs, ands, or buts, no additions. It's to meet people for the first time and, know, and feel like you've known them all their life. It's that sometimes a lot surprises the Christian while he sings. It's, the, it's things that happen that are unforeseen, that they work out, you know, that was God. That was the Lord. I was telling Sister Lydia this story. I'm going to tell you all this story. <clears throat> she asked me about it today. So it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of out there. She wanted to know about it, wanted to hear the details. I was explaining to her, I'm going to tell you all this story. <clears throat> all right? Foxes have holes. Birds have nests. Son of man hath nowhere to lay his head. But yet, the cattle of a thousand hills are his. So it's not about the riches of this world, but it's the riches of the next world. Which is not money, but it's the blessed assurance and the guiding hand of the Lord in your life. And taking you to places you never thought you'd go to and experiencing things that, were, that are beyond belief. And that you can look back and say, that was God, that was amazing. All right? Me and my stepson, Brother Jackson, we went up to the Fishing River Association in Missouri this summer. Never been there, got invited. Pastor called, said, I want you to come up there. It's our 200th anniversary. <clears throat> I went up there, never been there. Went up there, got it, enjoyed it, had a good time. He said, we're going to take care of you. We're going to get you a place to stay. All right. Amen. That's going to be all right. <clears throat> Jackson picked me up at the Kansas City Airport. <clears throat> We drove up to Excelsior Springs. They, he said, well, where are we staying at? I said, I, they said they got a place for us. He said, well, we're, we're early. Why, why don't we find out where it is? We can get ready there. I called the brother. He said, well, just come on to the church. Just come on to the church. Now, something sound, now I, I said, Jackson, this sounds like this is the Fishy River Association. Not the fishing. Something's fishy here. He wouldn't go into any details. He said, well, just come on to the church. I got there, we got dressed, I sat down with him, I said, now, what, brother, where are we staying? He says, like, well, <clears throat> yeah, we got you at a place at a brother's house. I said, well, good, where's he at? Well, he's not here. Was well, he coming? No, he's not going to be at this meeting. He's not going to be at this meeting. He said, no. Matter of fact, he hadn't been to Primitive Baptist Church in 55 years. <clears throat> and, and we're staying with him, right? <clears throat> yeah, we're, you're staying with him. Well, uh, y'all going to take me to his house? No, we'll give you the address and you can GPS it. And I thought, oh, man, uh-oh, oh, man. And I had a good friend of mine, Brother Ronnie Mallow, staying there. He goes to me. He says, Dave, I'll get you a hotel room. Don't you dare go to that man's house. 
You don't know him from Adam's house cat. I said, no, I don't know him from a can of paint. They're sending me to this man's house. We're driving to it. We GPS it. It's 20 miles away. We go by the hotel where Brother Ronnie's saying, he's there, he's waiting on us, he's waving us into the, into the parking lot. Get over here. Jackson goes like, we got to go, we got to go, we got we to gotta do what he says. I said, no, 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 no. I can't explain it to you. But there's something telling me we need to go to that man's house. He says, okay, I trust you. I said, that's the worst advice. That's the worst thing you could ever do, but okay, thank you. <clears throat> now, to make a short story long, <clears throat> all right, uh, we, we, we got there, beautiful home, magnificent, just designer home. 73-year-old man, elegant, trim goatee, looked like Shelby Foote, if y'all know who he looks like. Looks like, looks like Shelby Foote. Distinguished southern man looked like. We'd stopped at the grocery store because I didn't think he'd have any snacks. So I thought, we got to have snacks. We had a load of snacks. He says, I heard y'all from Texas. I got Dr. Peppers and chips and salsa right there. I'm like, man. He says, you can take your pick of the rooms. I went in that one room. I saw that bed. I said, I love you. And that bed said, I love you back. <laughs> I said, Jackson, I don't know. How. This is my room. Had a separate sitting area. Like I knew what to do with it. But he says, uh, it was late. We went to bed. We got up. He says, I'm going to sleep late, but uh, y'all go to <clears throat> Waffle House, and, and I got it that, that I'll pay the tab. I like Waffle House? <laughs> That's Primitive Baptist soul food. <laughs> That's where Primitive Baptists go to become better Primitive Baptists. <laughs> and and, and, and we st I told Jackson, I said, I don't care what kind of hotel Ronnie Mallow got. We're staying with him. And we stayed at him that night, and we, he and I talked till about 1 o'clock in the morning that night. And he explained to me why he had been to church. He had been to church in 55 years. And he told me the story that, that it, it, it wasn't anything. I mean, I, I'm not really going to get into it, but I thought, that wouldn't stop me from coming to church. That shouldn't have stopped him from coming to church. But basically his deal was the old Baptist church is dying. There's no young people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I said, buddy, you need to go to the meetings I've been to. You need to see what I've seen. I was at a meeting where over 300 people were there and 200 of them were under the age of 30. So I just, I've seen it. I've seen young people weep because of the, the preaching of the gospel. I've heard singing that I know the angels were there. Come and see. Come and see. Everybody wants this story to end like this. We get up the next day, he's dressed and ready to go to church. Nope, he's still sawing logs. But I had a feeling in my heart. This is why you came here. 
It may yield fruit. I didn't know if I'd have a bed to sleep in. At one point, I thought the birds of the air have it better than I do because they're sending me up to this place. And yet I stayed in a palace. I heard criticisms about the Primitive Baptist Church. I got to counter those criticisms and defend the cause of Christ. And whether or not I preach good at the association or not, it did not matter. To me, that's why we were here. Friends, there are things that will happen to you in your time spent in the Lord's kingdom that you cannot get anywhere else in this world that will bless you more than anywhere else in this world that will absolutely give you encouragement to face a frowning evil world and that will strengthen you beyond measure where everyone else is, is, is giving up that you keep going forward because you know there's nothing too hard for the Lord. That he saved you from your sins where you couldn't do it. That you've got a home in heaven that you did not deserve. That was given to you by God's free grace. That's better than all the things that this world can give. The foxes can have their holes. The birds can have their nests. The Son of Man, I have no place in this world. This world is not our home. Heaven is our home. We're strangers and pilgrims. I need to remember that. Because sometimes I get too much at home in this world. Lord, I'll follow you. Because I know what you have blessed me with is far beyond what this world can give. Let the world have their way. I'm going to follow the Lord. That's number one. Number two. Number two. The Lord said, this man came and says, I'll follow him, but let me bury my father. Let the dead bury their dead. Oh, this one hits me. This one applies to me. Like I said, I want a revelation of Jesus Christ. I want a clear path. I want to see him as he is. I want to see him as good as I possibly can. I don't want anything to get in the way. And you know what usually gets in my way of seeing the Lord are things that I put in the way. I have had hard feelings against people, grudges against people, bad memories of things happening. Someone hurt my feelings. Someone didn't shake my hand. Someone liked somebody's sermon better than they liked mine. So they didn't sing the number that I called out. I didn't stay with the pastor. They sent me over there. It's all kinds of things. They get in my way. Put those things away. Let the dead bury their dead. Those things don't matter. Wipe them away. Ask the Lord for strength. Take that away from me. No one knows what I'm going through except the Lord. No one knows what you're going through except the Lord. No one knows your story better than the Lord. Most of the time, I assume how you're doing. 
People assume how I'm doing. You don't know. But God knows. Sometimes I will say the wrong thing. Sometimes I'll be well-meaning and don't say the right thing to you. Sometimes I'm not a good guy. Sometimes I'm not good old brother Dave. I will let you down. I will frustrate you. That should have gotten the biggest amen of the entire sermon. I am not everything you want me to be. I can't be everything you want me to be. I should be, but I will fail. I will disappoint you. I won't do even the reasonable thing that I should do most of the time. I am very good at failing. I shouldn't be, but I am. I'm sorry. God knows. God knows what I'm thinking. God knows what's in my heart. And I may say something in a sermon that will be offensive. Not meaning to. Don't hold it against me. Let the dead bury their dead. They say, I ain't going to go to that church because brother so-and-so. Let the dead bury their dead. Some say, oh, brother Chris shouldn't go up yonder because of the past. Let the dead bury their dead. That's in the past. What about right now? They need to hear him. They need teaching. They need instruction. He's doing the work of a minister of the gospel. Let him do it. Because then there's that third one. There's that third one. That third man. They, that just comes together. He said, let me go. Lord, I'll follow you. Let me go and bid them goodbye at my house. He says, no, you, you, you're, you got your hand on that plow. Don't you look back. You're going to plow crooked if you do. You're going to mess it up. You've been put on that plow to go straight. You follow the goal. You follow the Lord. You see the Lord right in front of you. You follow him. Don't you look back. Don't be like Lot's wife. Don't look back and regret. Don't spend your life in regret. Don't wallow in that, my friends. That's from the devil. Today, if you hear his voice, amen. You hear his voice today, then amen. Rejoice. And sometimes, a minister, he's got to put his hand on that plow. He's got to plow some fields that are a little rocky, a little stony. They haven't been broken up in a long time. Oh, it's easy. It's easy to plow right here. Little Union, y'all been, y'all just been plowed all over. It's easy. Sometimes you got to go to a place. They're not used to it. They haven't been instructed like they should. God will send a minister to preach to them. I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging at all, my friends. God. God forgive me, I, I'm not bragging. But our little church that I'm serving right now, they were just almost dead when I, came, when I came there. They were ready to die. I served the church for 22 years. 
And I knew my time was up. And the Lord sent me to this church. And I'll never forget, I was just thinking, I, I don't know why, why am I feeling led to go here? I mean, I know, I know they need it, but let's just, just write it off, let's just call it a loss. And then I, you know, Revelation, the brother read Revelation, I thought about Sardis Church and Revelation. And the advice that our Lord gave to Sardis Church, he said, yeah, you've got a name that you're alive, but you're dead. But he kept on writing. He said, you strengthen the things that remain that are ready to die. And that, those words came to me like a ton of bricks. Dave, you strengthen the things that remain. Because if you don't, then it's on you. God sent you here. So you better do what you're supposed to do. Don't you take your hand off that plow. I've been there for five years. Now, wouldn't it be nice if this story that I'm about to tell you, when I took that church and the next Sunday, 50 people joined the church, that would have been great. I, you would have been reading about that in the Banner of Love the next week. You, you, this would be old news. No, nope. it did not happen. There was no Pentecost. There was no great Great, great, uh, you know, meeting that we had that everybody was just, just rejoicing. No, 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 no. We preached, we sang, we ate lunch. We preached, we sang, we ate lunch. Because in Texas, the Articles of Faith, thou shalt eat lunch every Sunday, and thou shalt have the coffee pot burning at all times. That's in the Articles of Faith in the state of Texas. I'm not saying they ought to be here, but I'm telling you that we've got to do it there. It's in our Articles of Faith. So, uh, we have lunch. If we, we may not have good preaching, but we'll have a good lunch. We may not have good singing and preaching, but we'll have a good lunch. <laughs> All right, so we, uh, we, we sang, we preached, we shook hands, we had lunch. We did that a whole year. <clears throat> we did that for two years. We did that for three years. We did that for four years. We have done it for five years. And in the past month, we've had seven people join the church. Now, I think it took, I, th I think the Lord waited five years to show me, you're not that good a preacher, David. Okay. All right? You're, but I am that good a Lord. You're not that good. You can't say, man, they were just waiting for me to arrive on scene. Nope. <clears throat> nope. Nope. And it also is this. How bad do you want it? I know the Lord is able. I don't know if the Lord is willing. So how do I know if the Lord is willing? You keep doing it until you find out one way or the other. And if you don't know, then you keep doing it. And you keep doing it. And you don't stop. You got your hands on the plow. You do not look back. Now don't look back at the past. Don't look back at this, that, or the other thing. Look, look ahead. What does it say? Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Because if you do look back, 
He says, you're not worthy. You're, what did he say? Let me get the... He said, you're not fit. You're not fit for the kingdom of, of God. So you keep going, you keep going, you keep going, you keep going. Baptized a family of five a month ago. And now this will show you how good Lavernia Church is doing right now. This will show you how good Lavernia Church is doing right now. The two people that joined came from Florida. That's how good we're doing. We had some Floridians come and join, join our church. This happened last Sunday. So we got to be doing something right. <clears throat> Now, I'd hear everybody call, man, well, you know, I've had 26 people join. Get, get, get out of here. And I hear Chris call me up. Yeah, Dave, we had 13 people join this year. I'd, Shut let me quiet. Just go away. Leave, leave me alone. I don't want to hear it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful, wonderful news. Now, be quiet. Preachers like brag all the time. You shouldn't brag about it. Oh, we're happy in the Lord. Amen. No, no, you're not. You're bragging. You kids know what I'm talking about. And I heard you guys brag too one time. So, be, you know, y'all don't laugh too hard. Now, maybe I get to brag now, right? Well, uh, what does it say about that? It says uh, if you're going to boast, then you boast in the Lord. Because it took five years and uh, I thought I was doing all right, but it took five years. Now, I'll tell you this. Now, I'm fixing to wrap it up. I'm wrapping it up right now. All right, so. Oh, in fact, he's closing, he's closing his Bible. All right. All right. I know we got 15 minutes, but uh, I am not. Y'all don't, don't pay, pay, pay me by the hour, so I don't work by the hour. All right. Uh, ex a member of old, uh, Little Union came to our meeting. Brother Brian, y'all's son. Old Brother Brian came all the way down from Maryland. He's going to come down. He says, I want to go to a Texas meeting, and I like you, Brother Dave, so I'm going to go. Uh, when's your meeting? Second week in November. He came, brought his girls with him. I said, you're welcome to stay at my house, Brother Brian. I have 21 people staying with me. He, he, he stayed. I thought, you're not going to get a hotel? You're okay? All right. No, I want him to stay. I said, all right. Now, here's how much Brother Brian Dixon loves Brother Dave Montgomery. Because Brother Brian's from Little Union now. I know what I'm fixing to get. I know how y'all are. Y'all have told me some things over the years. I've had conversations with y'all. And I, and I still love you, and you still love me. And I know Brother Brian, he's going to tell me how to do things better. And it sounds like I'm, I'm complaining. I'm not. It got me to thinking. So y'all can send a copy of this sermon to Brother Brian. Because I'm not going to tell him because I don't want him to get the big head. But he says, Brother David, when you meet? Well, we meet, <clears throat> we meet first, third, and fourth. 
why aren't you meeting second and fifth? I don't know. He said, well, on second, I go to Bethel Primitive Baptist Church. On on fifth, well, it's fifth Sunday. In Texas, fifth Sunday, is, it's, we don't meet on fifth. Why not? I, I don't know. <laughs> Leave me alone. This is all the way, this is just the first day he's there. And he said something to me. He said, Brother David, a church can't grow if they're not meeting on the Lord's Day, every Lord's Day. I wanted to tell him to take a hike, but I knew he was right. I said, we're working on it. When I came here, they were meeting twice, got them to three. He goes, like, good, get them to five. There's no pleasing. When I came to the sense that what Brother Brian Dixon was telling me in love and in concern for the cause of Christ, I remembered what it means to have a pastor's heart. And I fell in love with the church that I serve. And it took that man to come to Maryland all the way to Texas to remind me of that. And so I have given up my appointment at Bethel Primitive Baptist Church in McMahon, Texas. And we have voted to have services first, second, third, and fourth but not fifth. We're working on it. We're going to get there. Pray for us. I don't want that church to die. And the Lord is good to us. And I need to be reminded of what Brother Brian said. And that's why I preached this sermon today. Because when he said that and I started meditating on it, this passage came to my mind. And I'm preaching it here, not because you need it, but because I need it. But maybe you do need it. I don't know. If the shoe fits, wear it. It's a nine and a half C. It fits me perfectly. It may even fit Brother Jerry back there. He's got a size 17. It may fit him. I don't know. That's the Winchesters from Oklahoma, good friends of mine. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. Uh, suppose we got a meeting tonight, right? <clears throat> okay, okay. We've got some festivities afterwards, right? Okay, Sister Ruth, I am not sleeping in a tent tonight. Do not make me feel guilty about it. I don't care what you say. It's going to go one ear out the other. Me and Brother Chris are going to go to the comfort of our beds. But we will be here tomorrow. And Brother Gary, I am very much looking forward to seeing what you've got, Brother Gary Sr., what you've got planned for us. Yeah, yeah, not you. I don't trust you, but him. Yeah, your dad. May the Lord bless y'all is my prayer. Okay, brother, come ahead.